if we've learned anything over the last few years, is that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We did not expect that. But here's something that could help you if you have an IRA or 401k, physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. What does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. Mark Levin and Joe Montana, my favorite quarterback personally, or maybe Troy Aikman, but that's not the point. Joe Montana, Mark Levin, endorse Augusta and recommend them to their friends and family. If you have an IRA or 401k, call Augusta Precious Metals to get their free ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Call 8444-BILL-IRA. That's 8444-BILL-IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today at 8444-BILL-IRA. And welcome back to the Bill Bennett Show. We sure try to have thoughtful conversation about the news of the day and address the existential threats to America, and they are there internally and externally. Today is our monthly special Scholars and Sense edition of the show. Joining me today, Conrad Black, an author, columnist, and media contributor, and Victor Davis Hanson, senior fellow at the Hoover Institute. His focus as a professor is classics and military history. All right, gentlemen, where are we? Conrad? Well, I I think we're, I mean, it's hard to respond to that without getting into platitudes, but we're clearly at a mighty watershed here because, uh, as everyone comments, it's an intersection between the law and politics, but it's really all politics. Even Bill Barr, the uh, the most prominent turncoat on this issue, uh, says that, you know, if Trump hadn't jerked them around, they wouldn't have bothered him. I mean, meaning they're asking for 100 years in prison for being jerked around a bit, which is nonsense, of course. And and uh, I think there's a general view that they could easily have proceeded under the Presidential Records Act, which would be the normal way to go. So, it, you know, it, it becomes a battle between those who hate Trump so much, they're prepared to countenance even very questionable legal activities to prevent him from becoming president again. And those who, uh, whether they like Trump or not, uh, are really alarmed at recourse to this kind of politicization of the Justice Department. And now I, I think that the Trump had a clearer idea of what he was getting into than his opponents did. And I, I, we've touched on this before, but, uh, you know, Trump hate has now turned into Trump fear. They are in mortal terror. He's going to win and, and, and punish them for what they've done to him. And uh, I, I think their fear is well-founded. Uh, I had three brief thoughts, Bill. The, the first is that there's a good article in the Wall Street Journal today about the Presidential Records Act. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but it was basically right on target and said that when Bill Clinton did interviews with Taylor Branch and yeah. he didn't like them to be released and they were done in the White House, he just absconded with them. And the moment he stepped foot out of the door of the White House as a private citizen, then they were sacrosanct. And so uh, the archivist agreed, and so did the courts. And the point was he never did classify them. So the argument is made by this person who sued to get a, get a hold of him, and he lost in court, he lost with the archives, he lost with the bureaucracy. And his point was, if that's the ruling of the interpretation of the Presidential Records Act, then it didn't really matter. The moment Trump took them out and the archivists didn't stop him or there wasn't a debate or he got them out there, then they were de facto declassified. That's very interesting. The second thing is, you know, I went back and looked at the media account of the first impeachment. And I was really shocked about how much they said that what was so egregious wasn't just the phone call that Donald Trump was trying to use the levers of government to go after his 2019 leading Democratic opponent for the 2020 election. And this was weaponizing the government to take out a potential candidate. And it's exactly and they impeached him for that. Partly that was the subtext. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is what exactly Biden. The other thing is it's a very interesting thing on the field, how they react to this. And if you notice, Pence came out and said, we got to follow the rule of law. And then he just 
looked like a deer in the headlights and backtracked and was empathetic. And then Haley said, it's time to move on. Then she looked the same way and stopped. And so I think the only, these candidates, they only have one point. There's two parameters that they, they have to stay within. The one is they have to condemn the asymmetry. If, if they don't, then they're sunk. They're, they're not going to get in the nominee. On the other hand, if they personalize it, if a DeSantis or somebody was saying, this is terrible what they've done with Trump, he did it. He's innocent. He did all, then you know that the, that verbiage rhetoric will appear in an attack ad from Trump in two months. I said, they're sure. ready now that, oh, look, DeSantis said that I was. So what they've got to do, I think, is what DeSantis and a couple of others is deplore what they're doing. It's so unfair, but without getting on the record of endorsing Trump in any way. And it's really hard. It's really strange. Mike Pompeo was on there today, and I was very kind of surprised because I very, I deeply admire him, but he didn't emphasize at all the asymmetry. He was just attacking Trump. I thought that was the very wrong thing to do. He was attacking Trump, Pompeo? Yeah. yeah that's the uh, end of his career. Was that a third point? Yeah, that that I think there's a lot of people uh, – that are Andy McCarthy's does that a lot too. They emphasize that uh, of the 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 case in isolation, and then they say Trump could have done yeah. this and Trump could have done that. But really, I mean, if you've got a really good prosecutor and he has unlimited funds, and you just say off the top of your head, go after Obama or go after Jimmy Carter, they can you you give yeah. me the man, man and they will find the crime. Believe me. And so they, they're completely oblivious to that, I think. Victor, Andy McCarthy is a good man and a good friend, but he's a Trump hater. And, uh, and he's, a, he's no matter, you can take him out of, the, out of the DOJ, but you can't take the DOJ out of him. In the end, he'll always support the DOJ. But, but uh, may I put it to you guys, you know, as a non-American, that the implications of living in a country where the incumbent, administration uses the Justice Department to try and destroy its political opponents. I mean, I'm not saying it's never happened. And frankly, Roosevelt did that to Walter Annenberg's father, but he wasn't running against him. He was just attacking him in the Philadelphia newspapers. And it's not new. I mean, you know, Jefferson Hamilton did it. But in this kind of way, nobody, as far as I know, has done anything like this, where you you sue in an extremely arbitrary and questionable manner the, the not only an ex-president, but the most likely opponent you'll be facing in the next election. And the implications of that for America's status as a democracy are extremely serious. Well, terribly we, serious. we can't go and tell anybody abroad that you have to emulate the American consensual model because they're going to say there is no there's no virtue in what you're telling us because you're as bad as we are. But more importantly, I think even there's a force multiplier, Conrad, it's a twofer because we have never gone after an ex-president indictment. And there's something there, too, because if a current president feels that the ex-president is criticizing him or galvanizing political opposition to him, then he we have a standard now. You can unleash the bureaucracy against an ex-president. Yes. And in case in Trump's case, he suffers in two counts. He, they're, they're making precedent as attacking an ex-president and they're making precedent attacking the likely opponent. Yeah, something they, they deplored in 2019. Your two great guardrails were on the one side, um, the 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 courts will not alter the apparent result of a presidential election. We've seen that a number of times, including uh, the last election and and um, where there were 19 lawsuits on the constitutionality of the voting and vote counting changes in the swing states and the courts at various levels, including the Supreme Court in the Texas case, wouldn't hear any of it uh, or judge any of it. And the other is on the other side, just what you said, Victor, you don't indict ex-presidents. And, and, and that's one of the reasons why President Ford deserves so much credit for the stance he took on Nixon. If you look at the uh, articles of impeachment voted by the House uh, Judiciary Committee in 1974 today, they're nonsense. They're absolute yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Well, I mean, if Trump was president, would he go back and order an independent counsel to look at the Obama papers or the Clinton sock drawer? I mean, that's what you that's the problem. You, you know, he could have done some of this. Now, I admit Sessions was useless. Rosenstein wouldn't have done anything. And goodness knows what Barr would have done. But but in theory, he could have caused more problems for his opponents than he did. He didn't do any of that. He didn't. As far as is known, he never even. That was all. Wasn't that Conrad always the secret to Donald Trump that from all the bluster 
and all of the threat and all the braggadocio that it came down to it. He really did not have a vindictive streak that he was magnanimous to his enemies and he, he, he was a business person. So he welcomed people that had yeah. trashed him and everybody said, he's so mean, he's weaponized. But when you actually look what he did, he didn't go after his enemies. He didn't use the levers of government. Even that phone call that impeached him, it was completely valid to think that this crooked, crooked government was working with the Biden consortium to alter U.S. foreign policy. And well, it, even it, then, he, right. gave, he gave yeah. them offensive weapons that yeah. Biden, Biden and Obama would never find do. out what happened. He didn't say, I want Biden's head on a plate. He no, said, he's going to tell me what happened. No, he talks. He talks like he's tough, and he gets people angry at him. But when it actually goes down to him, he, he's not nearly as vindictive he, he as Obama or anybody. Not, he's not nasty. You're right. He's no, not. I mean, no. I've known him for 25 years. He's not a nasty person. No, he's he is not. A tough All right, then. Um, what happens to him? Does he get out of this? I think he gets reelected. But uh, you know, I, I've been, uh, from a Trump standpoint, the optimist among the three of us. I think the country will decide. I mean, they have to choose. I mean, it looks to me like a win for the Republicans. They're not going to desert them. And and uh, and the country has to decide the choice I outlined, perhaps not quite accurately, but as best I could at the beginning, that all in all, that they, they would they would rather not cast their vote in favor of this clearly very dubious and, and dangerous process that the administration is now engaged in of systematically trying to destroy an opponent while they do a massive industrial scale cover up uh, on their own leaders, past and present. But that, but, but that assumes he gets out of this net. I, I don't Does think he get Bill, out of this net. Yeah, Bill, I don't think a, a jury in South Florida is going to convict him. No, no, no way in South Florida. That's even if he doesn't. If they try to disqualify the judge, who's made, but who's this, none of this is going to court before the election anyway. I think when you look at Fannie Willis on the phone call and Tita James on the really bogus charge of overvaluing his assets, this is going to empower them. They want to get some publicity. So what I think the point is is to get him empathy, and then get him nominated, and then just get gag order and uh, writs and delays and summons and just but, tie and him a federal up. court can't issue a gag order in a federal election canada nothing like that oh i i think they can i think i think and i think a local court can too in the state if, if, if bragg says you can't talk about the case they've already given him a gag order they said he can't talk to uh walt nauta his assistant how's that yeah. i mean yeah. that's yeah, well, insane that's a conversation gag order. That's not a public. I mean, no. I, I mean, how the federal court would presume it could decide what could be discussed. In the well, he got election. very he got very close last night when he called Jack Smith on repeated occasions a thug, because there's a lot of precedents that if you attack personally a judge or a federal policy or any DA who's you, you can get an obstruction of justice charge. I know no, I've seen I, that a lot. I don't think I would phase Donald at this point. No, it wouldn't phase him at all. But I'm saying all I'm saying is that they are waging a concentrated baton handoff relay warfare lawfare against him to tie him up and maybe to get him the nomination and then to hemorrhage him the entire way of the election. And I don't know the politics of it, whether people aside from the mega base, the 30 percent, I don't know what the other 20 percent are going to do, whether that is has a shelf life of empathy or at some magical point or bad point in six or eight weeks. They're going to say, you know what, I can't. I'm in a fetal position. I can't take this anymore. I got to have an alternative. This is yeah, that was there in the midterms. It was they were reminded of the chaos of Trump. Yeah, yeah. Here, here, I think it's gone. As I say, from Trump hate to Trump fear, where uh, uh, you know the the his opponents have got so over the top and have taken such an unprecedented step. And and I think ultimately a step that will be. But judged. that's now. That's now. I don't know what's yeah. gonna, what people are going to no, no, feel I, like we, in we September. Don't know. I don't pretend yeah. to know either. But you had this concept, both of you, at the last uh, chat we had, uh, that, that they could tie Trump up. They can't. I don't think they can. I mean, they can go on pouring out these indictments and they can even issue some gag orders on discussion of the cases themselves. But but you know he has lots of counsel. They'll just take dilatory. But when but when I say tie him up, though, look what he's not talking about right now. He's not talking about the Ukrainian offensive, and Ukraine has now got the third largest defense budget in the world. 
for 12 months. Yes, and they're, yeah. And then we've got Russia every day threatening nuclear weapons. We've got uh, the inflation is not over with. It's it's going to go up again. We've got this crime out of control. We've got an open border still. We're not talking about any of that. There's just no, 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 but he'll get to that. I mean, we're 18 months from the election. He'll get to all that. I mean, we we're rational people, but. You know, every night I take three minutes and I go on NBC, ABC, PBS, MSNBC. They're not they haven't had one nanosecond on the bombshell, what they call would call a bombshell disclosures about Biden and the bribes. It's so bad. If you watch PBS last night when Trump was talking, but I've never seen it before. I just watched it for five minutes to see what the left was doing when Trump was talking. They had a Chiron streaming across the bottom called what said context exclamation point. This is inaccurate. It was a, it was a fact checking him in real time with public money. I mean, so we 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 have the reality, but 80 percent of the media coverage is very different than what we perceive. And uh, the average- true, but, but but on the other hand, it, when you have an election, they have to give some coverage to the opposing candidate and. You know, the ratings of these networks are not remotely what they were in the days of David Brinkley and Walter Cronkite. No, they they aren't. But I just I would like to be more optimistic. But I I think that they they're not dumb people. They're pretty Machiavellian people. And I think they're going to saturate the airwaves and hemorrhage him and get him nominated. And then they're going to do it in such a way that the independent voter or maybe the Rhino, who might have considered Trump, says, "You know what? This I I can't take this anymore." That's their that's yeah. their plan. It, it, I don't know. I I'm not saying it's going to succeed. Uh, step first, at a time. Wait, 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 one sec. Slow down. Step at a time. Conrad, do you agree with uh, <laughs> Do you agree with Victor that uh, this jury will not convict him on any of these counts? How many are there? Thirty-one. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. I agree. You will not get a unanimous conviction. You know, you, you may get a, you know, a hung jury, but there's no way they're getting all 12 jurors on any of this stuff, in my opinion. I got uh, a lot better chance in New York with Alvin Bragg. If I don't okay. think that, well, that is such rubbish. I think a higher court. Would get you. Yeah. All right. I mean, so, so he get he, so he escapes that net. He's out there. Then he's facing what uh, Victor just described. He's uh, facing you're right Al- about the. Alvin Bragg, right. Latita James, Fannie Willis. Yeah. yeah well, the um, James case isn't criminal, is it? That's a, that's a complaint that he misrepresented value of assets. And she's no, I think it, no, I think it is criminal. Under money. Yeah, it is I, criminal. I, I, with respect, Dick, I don't think so. But uh, but uh, I think it's civil fraud she's claiming. But but uh, but you know, it's complete nonsense. I mean, he paid these people off. It's a spurious no, it's, theoretical question. Even if he exaggerated his assets by a thousand percent, he paid all the loans off. So what the hell is she complaining about? I know. I I, I I fear that it. I fear that Victor's right in this sense that if. He escapes the net here of conviction, and both of you believe he will. I'm not so sure. But uh, let, let's assume he does. Uh, what will be the court of public opinion? And the only, you know, the only uh, sort of polls that I've seen are Republican nomination, uh, in which he's staying very strong and will continue to. But in that general election, man. Man, I, I don't know. And that in that middle that decides the, the country and which I've never way seen it goes. A, I've never seen such a rationality. I've talked this last week. I saw a doctor who was, I would <laughs> say, a moderate. I saw a couple of people that I know that are Democrats. They're sick of Biden. They're scared of Biden. They hate woke. They say they wanted to vote Republican. I gave them all the arguments where they could. And then almost like a Pavlovian expense. But I won't vote for Trump. Yeah, that's right. And then, and I think it's almost social etiquette. They feel that if anybody found out that they actually voted for him, they would lose friends or family members. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's irrational, but it exists, and it's and it's uh, big, and it's big. It's, it's a lot big. of people. Yeah. Well, yeah, we know it's people. almost half the people. Yeah, uh, it, it is. There's, there's no question of that. But um, let me ask you this: Do you people, like as I say, I can't sit here and say what you're saying won't come to pass of course it might but are you people absolutely convinced 
that there will not, let me present an alternate scenario in, in a sentence, one sentence, the people in the, all this tremendous unprecedented publicity over these unprecedented events, uh, people who generally been anti-Trump, but not fanatically and pathologically anti-Trump say, wait a minute, this is enough. I mean, you know, that guy, things were going better when he was president. I, I personally find him a bit boorish and annoying, but he doesn't deserve this. They're piling onto this guy and I don't like it. I mean, aren't there a lot of Americans who will do that? I think there are. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I think there's a lot. I had lunch yesterday with a about a right-wing person. He's a head of a foundation in the San Joaquin Valley. He's about as right-wing as you can get. And he, I was telling, he said, tell me why this is unfair. And I, I explained it. He said, oh, my God, it is unfair, but I'm never going to vote for Trump. I said, why yeah. are you not going to vote for Trump? He's too crude. He's He doesn't put his eye. He didn't build the wall. All of the, and I countered every one of those charges. He said, I don't care, Victor. I'm not going to vote for him. Yeah. I said, who, who are you going to vote for? And I said, you're going to vote for Haley? You're going to vote? He's going to vote for DeSantis, he says. So, no, but in the, well, in the, it, it, there's, there's Trump exhaustion. Yeah, I think that's a good uh, word, Bill. That that's what and, people are feeling, and and, and I think uh, whatever the merits, uh, it's it's there, and um, it's it's in a lot of people, and and I you know, I, I don't think they much care if he springs out of this uh, net in Florida or New York or anywhere that he's a nominee, and they'll beat him. And I'm not so sure it'll be Biden either. Man, I, don't I, think it, I, I don't I don't think it will be Biden. I think they're going to find a way to get Harris out and bring in probably Newsom. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I think that 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 and Newsom's own conduct indicates that. I think. I mean, I think he's, he sort of indicates that he thinks he has a chance. But I, I, do we agree that if Biden actually is renominated, that 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 will mitigate some of the sentiment that you had with your with your fellow luncheoner yesterday. I mean, it, it, the fact is, that, fine, you don't want to vote for Trump, but when you take a good look at Biden, the now all the polls show two thirds of Americans think he's weak. But the enemies of Trump will say, fine, uh, we'll get rid of both of them. You know, if you have Trump exhaustion, oh, you also have Biden exhaustion. Fine, uh, we'll give you Newsom. Put it this way. Some people who were really intelligent that I know that really did a stupid thing and did not vote or voted for Biden. When you talk to them, they have no remorse. They'll they'll tell you A to Z that Biden is a disaster. And then you say, well, you brought him on us and they will not. Yeah. yeah. They said, well, what do you want me to do? And I said, vote for Trump. You wouldn't have had this mess. And you're responsible. No, I couldn't vote for him. And so they either didn't vote or they voted for Biden. And they have no remorse, even though they know Biden. They will admit to you that Biden is an utter disaster and that Trump would have been better. But they did. I I, I can't explain it. I've, I've tried everywhere. I wrote a book about it. I can't explain. And you did, too, Conrad, why they have this irrational hatred toward him. But it exists. And in, but now, Victor, you reduced me to an argument that I would normally consider myself as a gentleman being above. And that is to tell you, gently remind you that you're in a state that Clinton, Hillary Clinton, carried by over three million. So, I mean, I, you, you may be the only person in California that, that has a civil word to say about Trump. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, but that's but that is what but that is what it is. And you know, but it is everywhere. It's not sell to them as uh, it's yes. California. I think no, but they it's aren't. A, it's everywhere. It's in North Florida. Carolina. It's in I've North never Carolina. met. I, I've never met any group of people. That when I say group, you talk to five or six people in a restaurant in a row or people in a, in a lecture you give or questions that have been except for one exception. And those are uh, Mexican-American men over the age of 50. You will find them in California. If you give a lecture and they're, they're in the audience, you will find 10, 12, 15 questions in a row pro-Trump. Not not yeah. young, not young Hispanics, but look, he, he did get seventy-five million votes. I mean, yeah, like, absolutely. And a lot of people like this guy, you know. And that that demographic is overwhelming. That's and I think it's a it's ten times that uh, the Cuban Americans. So I don't think he's going to. That's why I mentioned. I just if you get a lot of Hispanics in in Florida on that jury, they're going to they're not going to convict him. Well, the but, polls at this point do show him leading Biden by. Prior to the indictment, two points. I, I don't know how it looks at the moment, but uh, uh, you know, and he wasn't. He never was uh, until recently. Yeah, it depends a lot on how he reacts. I mean, it, it, if he goes on 
an hour and a half rallies after four or five times, and it's all about the injustices done to him, and you're reciting those. Uh, just when you write about, it, I had a, a, some comments yesterday. That I got emails from somebody who said, "You're boring me. You're re- we've written three columns about Trump. I know already. Stop it." And yeah. I think people think, you know, I don't want to hear it anymore, and I don't want to hear Trump talk about it. I just want to know how do we get out of this, or how we're going to save the country, or we're going broke, or that we have don't have a border. And and if he can talk about the issues and then say. This is all united or thematic of a bureau, bureaucratic administrative state that's it's that's criminal, and they have caused these problems. And by the way, they, that's why they're after me. But if you put him in the center all the time, I don't know how he doesn't. Yeah, no, but Victor, he pretty well followed your advice last night, and he said, "I want term limits for congressmen." I want he did he ban I, I, on I, lobbying and so on. I think he did. And whenever he does that, and you can see what DeSantis is kind of. He's doing the same thing. He said, if I'm elected, here's the remedies. And as long as he does that and shows empathy for Trump by showing corrections or possible, you know, solutions without getting into the weeds, I think he benefits. But if Trump can do that and say, look, if I'm elected, the next SOB, who's a CIA director who lies under oath, we're going to really hit him with a perjury charge. We're going to hit Jennifer yeah, Granholm. Yeah. You cannot have an energy secretary that gets up before Congress flat out lies under oath and says she doesn't have private stock when she's asked if she does as a conflict of interest. That was perjury. And I think that really resonates with people. Well, I'm afraid that this combination of things, whether it's exhaustion, Trump exhaustion, or um, respectability, it's just not respectable uh, with your doctors. I know they're professionals uh, to support Trump uh, or, um, to, to say you're aggrieved because of the style, but it's there. And I think it's very, and it's very strong. And I just, I'm sorry to say, I just don't think he can win. And, um, uh, will I, will I vote for him? Sure. Uh, will he be the nominee? I expect he will. Uh, by the way, the saddest does not seem to be catching fire in any way. He's, uh, he's running to the right of Trump. And I don't, there's, there's nobody there. I mean, I don't know what, what his tactic is. And I don't think the country will vote for, for, only six weeks allowing women to have an abortion. I mean, I, I don't yeah, mind. No, that's I don't right. The country that's right. Like no, no, you're right. You're right. Trump, you're right. Trump, you're right about Trump, that. Trump, Trump is attacking DeSantis from the left. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah he is. That's right. About that's six right. or seven issues. That's very bizarre. But and I, and I don't think it matters to the Democrats whether this Burisma thing, we get this tape of these uh, Burisma officials. No, they'll just say it was. Matter. That was just say it was, you know. He was lying. Yeah, he was just bragging. It was just a good old Joe from Scranton bragging about his influence. That's so. Or, or if it's terrible, then they'll, you know, they'll dump him. They don't care. I mean, they don't care about him. Look, I, I suspect uh, that they're ribbing up the Hunter thing a bit. I mean, the party bosses, because I, I think I think they want him out. But uh, I, 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 it seems to me that that whole, you know, influence peddling thing could actually become a real problem for him. It's well, getting a little hard to sweep it under the rug, I think. If you mean a problem in the sense that the Democrats always look what they did with Feinstein. She was the hero of the of the Kavanaugh hearings. And now that she's Satan incarnate for not stepping aside for a black yeah. woman. And yes. I think that's if you mean that, that they will they will look at Burisma as a godsend to get rid of him so they yeah. can get a, a more sure. viable candidate. Absolutely. Look, they picked him out of the ditch last time. I mean, he came fifth in in New Hampshire at eleven percent of the vote. He was a he was a washout. Yeah, that was Jim Clyburn saved him. That's why. Yeah, but he... that that whole group, the party, whoever the powers that be are there. Uh, I mean, I don't know who really is in charge over there. I think they. Obama's... Have you been, re- have you been reading these left wing columns about uh, the Obama strategy where? Uh, Biden runs if he can make it to the general election. He he picks Barack Obama as his running mate, black man, so he can get rid of a black woman. And then Obama is vice president. He's elected vice president. Biden steps aside because he's non compos mentos. And Obama gets a third term, but he's actually not elected to a third term. And yeah. they argue that this the reading of the success, you know, the the two limit tenure says that you can't be elected three times. But you can serve. Maybe that's what yeah. their argument. Yeah, is. yeah. And yeah. If LBJ had run again, he, that would have been fine. He would have been two terms plus a, a year and a half. Yeah, but, 
It, this would it, be three full terms, but it wouldn't be three full terms of being elected. That's yeah, but is, is that legal? I mean, I, I don't I just, know. I don't think it is. But that's know. what but even the fact that they're talking about it. There was an article in the Hill. Oh, about they'll it. find a way. They'd find, they'll find a way. They'll but find surely a way. they won't inflict Obama on us again. Will it? Oh, yeah. might be better than his wife. She seems to be the alternative. Well, he's um, better than Biden. Or he's, I suppose, yeah. yeah, I suppose he is better than Biden. Yeah. Biden's a godsend for the left because he's a construct. He's just a prop. And when they all got out of that race in like dominoes, it was Buttigieg and Warren and Bernie and Cory Booker. Bloomberg. Yeah, it was all OK. We'll just put him up there as if he's a cut cut out and then we'll hand him the talking points and the teleprompter. We do whatever and, and we the want. the compromise was they gave that Biden signed on to Sanders entire program. He did. Let me ask you one one other thing, um, and then I'm falling into despair. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what else to do. Anyway, um, I, in the things that we're not talking about, uh, the, your list, uh, Victor, I don't think you've mentioned China. Uh, any yeah. comment on that? Is China well, going to take Taiwan? Well, maybe maybe that's a Conrad question. Well, that's a good point because it, it is analogous to Ukraine <laughs> in the sense that I'd never seen a president, if you think of the March humiliation of 2021, where they just dressed down Blinken and Sullivan and told them, you know, screw you, what are you going to do about it? And then you add this desperate attempt by Fauci and the powers that be and Biden to say that it wasn't the Wuhan lab, it was a pangolin. That, the yeah. Sunday, Sunday Times had the most devastating thing I've ever read this last weekend about the Wuhan labs, the origins, the Communist Party, PLA running the lab, bioweapon research, perhaps. Yeah, all and, the rest. And, and, then, and then no condemnation at all from Biden. In fact, Blinken is saying we want a new partnership. And then you add the balloon lies. They have about nine iterations to explain away that balloon that spied on us. And then you look at what they're doing now. They're getting close to ramming our frigates. They're flying too close to our planes. And you have utter silence. And I'm not a conspiracist, but when you think of that Air Force Two flight with Hunter on it and Joe, if... If Ukraine opens up, I think this guy may really be compromised. And I can't I can't think of it. I don't think Barack Obama and Bill Clinton would have done this, this soft gloves approach to China. It, well, Clinton, I, I think, um, did authorize inappropriate sales of military sales. Right. Yeah, he did. No, he did. Political contributions. But he did send the, the Sixth Fleet through the Formosa Strait. He did. Or he, he wouldn't put up with any nonsense. I mean, Clinton was a respectable defender of the national interest abroad, I think. But I, oh, I about, uh, so what will they do? We'll, we'll, what we'll try to do. I think next year they'll be very, they'll be very close. Aggressive toward Taiwan. Yeah, may, may I say yeah, something? I don't think in, in the, I have to say this for Biden and goodness knows it's, I find it a challenge to think of good things to say about him, but in the Defense Authorization Act, he did explicitly state, and I have not walked this one back, that if Taiwan is attacked by the People's Republic, the United States would directly assist in defending it. And uh, I mean, it, it, that is pretty explicit. And I, I don't think China, I mean, obviously, it is tempting to them to, to, to push the envelope when you've got weaklings in the White House and the State Department and so on. But they would have, we we discussed this before, you've got 120 miles where you'd have to move half a million men across in in vessels that don't have more than 15 knots. They're sitting ducks. You know, as Mr. Churchill said, we're awaiting the long promised invasion and so are the fishes. I I I hope that's, I hope that's right. But I, you know, we have sent, we're going to end up sending 1 million shells, 155 millimeter artillery to Ukraine and we're out. We'll be out of them. We're out javelins. It's going to take five years to replenish. Unbelievable. Yeah, you know, that is to increase munitions production. Well, and I know, but I mean, we, we, you can do we, it. we're not going to do that. We, we should. And so my point is we'll probably end up by September giving Ukraine a hundred billion dollars. We lost 50 billion or 40 billion in Afghanistan and we're not producing anything. So we took out. A quarter million shells out of the Middle East that was there for, you know, if we have to go back in there, we'd have weapons ready for us. And we're draining everything for this crazy war. And 
you know, if you even suggest that the classic strategy for Ukraine to get every Russian out of the 2014 borders would be to sink the Black Fleet or to go into a, a Russian suburb. And if you were to do that, as military doctrine would demand, you get into a nuclear confrontation. People think you're nuts. How, 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 why do you like Putin? Just to be, just to yeah. express, just yeah. to express fear that we're getting to a threshold. We're blowing up dams. We've blown up the pipelines every day. Was, somebody, we didn't blow them up. No, I mean, we, the universe, the community on both sides, everybody. Yeah. yeah. And so we're getting to a point where almost every day a Russian member of parliament and the media threatens to use a nuclear weapon. And all we do is say, this is more braggadocio. Maybe it is, but I've never seen anything like this since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Well, yeah, but look, may I put again, present a slightly alternate scenario. I think it's clear that Putin will settle what he wants is what he purports to have been next. And he'll settle for the rest of it. And he started wanting to absorb the entire Ukraine. But uh, so he, he's hanging on, hoping that he can, uh, you know, attrition will wear down the both the Ukrainians and their backers. And uh, all the talk about nuclear weapons, that that would only be considered if if Russia was facing an absolute annihilation of their conventional army, then they'd use battlefield nuclear weapons or threaten to do it. But they're not actually threatening, or no one, no one in any authority is threatening pitching hydrogen bombs at North America. Oh but, yeah, they are. No, 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 no. Medvedev said that. He said it uh, precisely. Yeah, 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 but he's he's not in office right now. Uh, but, but he's, the, pretty clo- he's pretty close. He's pretty close. He's an ex-president. Yeah, but but uh, let, let me. I just want to finish my thing. They. Anyone can see here, we've got two objectives in Ukraine. One is to salvage Ukraine as a free country and and give it a chance to govern itself properly and join the EU. The other is to get Russia back from the embrace of China. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I I see no sign that this administration really recognizes the second uh, objective. But I think everyone's waiting to see how the the offensive of the Ukraine's army goes. And if it, if it, wherever it gets them, that's where your ceasefire line is, I think. I think everybody wants well, an end, except maybe the Zelensky. Well, my takeaway here is that what Victor said, why are you supporting Putin, has something of the same status as uh, I just can't vote for Trump. Uh, it's just one of these things that comes up and people say it and they're absolutely convinced of it. Express any doubts about uh, what's going on uh, in Ukraine. And that's what you get. If you notice, Bill, that once Putin went in during the Obama administration, he gobbled up Crimea, then he gobbled up the borderlands. There was complete silence for the rest of 2014, all 2015, all 2016. Trump comes in. Trump never said, we've got, it's the policy of NATO to get back that land. And then suddenly, oh, the greedy Putin tries to take more. He's being repulsed back near the 2000 post 2004 borders. And suddenly Ukraine says, well, the agenda is not to push him back before February right, 2022. Right. Now we're going to get everything. And we everything want back. we want you to pledge everything, even if it, as Conrad says, it upsets your geostrategic calculus with China, et cetera, et cetera. And we we want to say, well, that wasn't the policy of NATO or anybody between 2014 and 2020. We know that he went into your country and agendas changed and you've been successful, but we're not, we're going to subsidize you to get him back to where he was in February of 2022, but we're not going to give you the wherewithal for a new agenda that no president, not Obama nor Trump thought was worth endangering relations with Russia to get back all of Ukraine and all of the borderlands that we kind of, as we, we accepted as a fate accompli, as far as I, I know, NATO did in America until February. It, it, it was, it was a, basically a, 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 the consideration for us helping to stage that coup that threw Putin's puppet out of government there. I mean, that yeah. Maidan revolution was really a bankrolled from the West, and that's what Putin was so upset about. Now, I'm no apologist for Putin, but that was his revenge for having his man thrown out of power in Kiev. And and I I think we all, we all, all of NATO countries sort of accepted that. And I agree that this is, is, uh, is the Ukrainian official position, but if you don't ask, you don't get. Let me ask a last question in respect of time, which you guys have been 
very generous. Uh, whoever the nominees are, do we think we will have a, a basically fair election? A, B, uh, are Republicans figuring out what to do in terms of early registration and voting? That Georgia rule, which was so controversial, and the Democrats became hysterical talking about Jim Crow all over again and so on. Right, right, right. Somewhat similar things have been done, as I understand it, in a number of the other swing states. I I think there will be progress. And and the Republicans claim to be revving up, but there's something in what... uh, uh, that rather amusing former aide of Trump, Stephen Miller, whatever his name is, Steve says Miller, yeah. all this money being spent in the primaries would be better spent preparing for ballot harvesting. But it, I think it need not be a zero-sum game. There should be resources for that. Why, you. But I, you guys, I, would, you live there. I'm just I, I think all the blue states, because the blue states set the balloting, whether bureaucratically or by the, what they should be doing, by the leg, they're all going to have 70% of the votes will not be cast on election day and the authenticity Mm -hmm. rate will go down. And so we can't do anything about that. I think in the swing states, there's going to be a lot of Republican attention to Georgia, Arizona, North Carolina, Michigan, Wisconsin, and they're going to try to do something. But Mark Zuckerberg infused $419 million in those places. And I think they're good. That's going to be penny ante change next time. You're going to see a billion dollars go into those states to make sure that in Arizona, Georgia, only 30 percent of the people show up on Election Day, because those are the only ballots that really can be validated. And and I don't think we have the where I think we have the intent. And there's some great people on our side that have all sorts of efforts are going on, but they're they're being overwhelmed by the amount of money that the left has. Have you guys heard anything about what I have heard in the last few days, but a lot of big Republican donors actually coming back to Trump on the theory that he, he's now inevitably the nominee and we we just have to support him. And not like the guy you had lunch with yesterday, uh, Victor. I had lunch uh, two weeks ago with two, I would call them mega, mega donors. And I would say that you're right in the sense that uh, if it's down between Biden and Trump, they will vote for Trump, but they're not going to give their ability. They're not going to give what they could give to Trump, if at all. And they would rather see probably DeSantis. But they, I think if your point is, don't the big donors understand that this time around, things have gotten so worse that they'll have to hold their nose and vote for Trump? Yes, but they're not going to give him the type of financial wherewithal to match the left. And they could yeah, if they wanted all with the news late last week, they didn't. Die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I keep saying that, uh, Conrad, because it, it, I can't. It mystifies me too. But there is something I don't know if in the business community if they consider Trump uh, kind of a Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield that broke into the country club or whatever it is. Uh, but there is something cultural, social about him that they yeah. cannot, they can't stomach. And they just go clubs are better than theirs. So there's a status mentality thing going on. And they won't, they will not, they will not give him what they could give him. They will give him some. not brief for sure. And that that goes, you saw that with Bloomberg saying he isn't really that rich. And, you know, he's absolutely. That's, I've heard that a thousand times. Yeah. 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 I mean, they'll say things like, we might be worth on paper a billion or two, but if you ask him tomorrow to show up, you know, to give me a hundred million dollars, he wouldn't be able to do it. That kind of stuff. Yeah, so it is, I, don't that, I don't think that resonates too well with the great American public. Not with. I'm not. That's not the question, though. The question is, did you you ask if you think these donors are going back to him? I wish they would. I think they might somewhat in the. I General. think it's. Yeah, I think DeSantis's problem actually is that the big money is going to DeSantis and the Trump people are characterizing that as Jeb Bush, Goldman Sachs money. And Trump's yeah. money is coming from those nonstop uh, emails that we all get. You know, you got 24 hours to save Donald yeah. Trump. Give me 20 bucks. And that's been very effective. And DeSantis is going to have to emulate that uh, grassroots. Maybe he is, but uh, that that's the problem. I think there's too much money going to DeSantis that Trump is saying this is globalist money or this is Jeb Bush money or whatever. And uh, okay. I, don't, okay. I don't see I don't see it going to Trump. I just remind you of something that very few people know. So 
I did this research and it sort of surprised me. Donald Trump has received more votes for president than anyone in American history, even though he trailed his opponent in both his elections. If you add up his totals, oh, yeah. they're more than anyone. In two elections, you mean? No, ever. I mean, Roosevelt had four, but it was a smaller election. Yeah, Next, but you're saying if you count two seconds, you, you count, count two thousand. If you put the two together, yeah. even though yeah. Yeah. Clinton and, no, and Biden, his total is higher than anyone in history. Yeah. It's okay, remarkable. good. For the uh, final question, 2024, who wins, D or R? I, I Psychologically, Bill, I can't say uh, D because to say that, I know. It's, you know what I mean? It's just you might as well Mid give defeat. up if, yeah, if you believe that. So I have to. I mean, I'm. that's like saying you're in France in 1940 okay. in June. All right. And All right. I, I no, got to say we got to win. We're going to win. Uh, yeah, look, they, I, you can't reelect Biden. Now, if the Democrats get another need, <laughs> there may be a chance for them. But any Republican will beat Biden, in my opinion. Let me just say, okay. uh, Bill, don't you last comment for me is don't you think that the old Joe Biden from Scranton with the aviator, good old Joe, we've all known as a moderate and he's going to unite it. That won't work next time. No, it's, it's, no it's, and they can't keep him in the basement all, all the they, time. He, he's a one-eyed jack, and they saw the other side of him, and they're not going to do he, it. And he's either not the candidate, or he's the uh, candidate pro tem, and then he's elected, and then he gets Obama or something. Yeah, and the yeah, bravest no. people he's ever met are these trans people. I mean, I think the country's waiting for a chance to throw him out. Yeah, I, I agree with Un- that. Unbelievable, unbelievable, where we are. All right, gentlemen, <laughs> thank you very much. Okay, you appreciate it. Have a good trip. Yeah, you too. You're listening to The Bill Bennett Show. All right. Well, that was, uh, I guess, somewhat dispiriting discussion with uh, two of the brightest men I know, Conrad Black and Victor Davis Hanson, about uh, the future, about the election, about uh, 2024, uh, Republicans, Democrats, uh, Donald Trump predicament, predicament the American people find themselves in. Uh, not encouraging. Claude, your immediate reaction? Well, you know, what's interesting to me is um, it is exactly what uh, you and I had talked about for, you know, years on the show and several guests. I mean, President Trump doesn't make it easy on himself, but this is what it looks like when you've got both parties uh, establishment from both parties and not even establishment from the left, but uh, the super left, uh, all the agencies and the media against you. There are there are similarities between uh what President Trump has been indicted for and um, uh, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, uh, current President Joe Biden, former Vice President Mike Pence. They all got stuff in common with all this. He's the one they're going after because he's the one they all agree that they need to take down. Um, and it, if it weren't self-inflicted wounds, you'd almost feel more sorry for former president Trump. Um, I don't know what happens from all of this. I think it's, I think it's just about not making him president, not even have, not even having him in the race. I think back to, uh, Oh no, they want him in the race. The left definitely wants him in the race. Okay. Left definitely. I mean, that, that assemblage of people and groups you're talking about the media, the Democrat party, the establishment, they want him to be the nominee. I, I, I believe some of them may fear that he could win. But I think for the most part, they'd prefer him. Yeah, well, I wonder if they prefer him, especially from the media standpoint, because it would be financially beneficial for media outlets to have something to talk about for the next you know, year and a half if he's in there. Uh, but then also, I think that they believe that he'd be the he'd, he'd be the perhaps weakest candidate from the Republican Party. But I don't know if he is. I don't I don't know if he is. And, and, and I think they would want him if the Democrats could bring someone else other than Joe Biden as the main candidate. He's yeah. not a strong candidate. And they're too afraid to bring anyone else other than Joe Biden. And by connection, you know, Kamala Harris. You know, if, if if suppose Joe Biden says, you know what, I said I was going to run, not going to do it. I'll be 84 by the time it's done. That's not what I need. And 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 Kamala, would the Democrat Party be in a better position if Kamala was the main candidate no, and not no. Joe Biden? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, and, and but maybe that defeats my own point. Maybe you're right. Like, well, the only thing that beats that is if President, former President Trump is the Republican nominee, because then. You get the, the, the voters who say anybody but him. Yeah, I mean, I think that point that Victor made, uh, you know, talking about his doctors. So, well, I just can't vote for Trump. 
Uh, I just think there's a lot of that, and I think it, it amasses its most dense uh, in that uh, undecided um, category. I mean, there's the blue people, and they're not going to vote for Trump. Red people are, and then there's the you know five, eight, nine percent in the middle. And I think an awful lot of those people are of the view of I just can't vote for Trump. That's why I think uh, most of that uh, liberal combination of companies, uh, organizations, the Democrat Party, uh, the establishment, uh, the media want Trump to be the nominee. Now, some may fear him, but um, I think they think they can take him on and um, would would just as well have him. Well, what gives what gives you reason to think that he could win? I heard that in what you just said. I still feel as if he has a message that resonates with most Americans, even if like the first time around, they don't want to admit that they voted for him, uh, but they will. And then I just feel like there's there's a groundswell of individuals who look at where they are now versus three and a half years ago or three years ago. And they just want to they're honest and says, I'm not better. I'm not better than I was then. And, okay. um, okay. and 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 if they had to, if they had to choose again, and, and and maybe this is only valid if it's the same two individuals. If they had to choose again between the same two that they had four years ago, and that could be the situation, they would vote. They would vote. You a slim margin because you don't need that much. A slim margin would say, you know what? I may not admit it at family Thanksgiving. I may not admit it at Christmas. I may not tell anybody. But I think I'm going to go the other way. I I, I think. I think the first decision of anyone but President Trump was what I felt in the moment. But now that I'm looking at it and had to live through it, it's actually not the best idea. All right. So second thought. Uh, the first thought is I just can't vote for Trump. And the second thought is, wait a second, maybe I can. Right. Right. I say it. I say. All right. All right. But I don't all know. Right, I mean, again, again, the pro- we, we talked about this on the show. The problem is his supporters but his voters, they have to carry his baggage. He doesn't. He doesn't carry it. He doesn't carry it at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Make things worse. Yeah, Victor pointed out that you know he needs to be careful. He doesn't slam this uh, special prosecutor too much because that itself can be a charge. So, uh, uh, yeah, he could take himself out of this. Uh, you know, before before even the votes cast. Um, Yeah, I kind of keep forgetting just to to what degree, not just that people have closed their minds on Donald Trump, a lot of people, but that uh, he's given them a lot of reason to, unfortunately, sadly, Mm -hmm. from my perspective. You're listening to The Bill Bennett Show. Show. That does it for today's show. To catch up on previous episodes of the show, go to thebillbennettshow.com. You can follow me on Twitter, folks, at William J. Bennett. You can like me on Facebook. Just search Bill Bennett. Feel free to email the show. I'd love to hear from you. It is BillBennettPodcast at gmail.com. BillBennettPodcast at gmail.com. Please share the podcast with your family and with your friends and with the growing audience of this podcast. 